Hello and welcome to another episode of The Point of Everything. My name is Owen O'Sullivan and today's guest on the podcast is Anto, who I actually don't know what his surname is. I never asked and uh, I haven't Googled for it or anything. So I said, you know, let's just leave it at Anto. Maybe that's maybe that's the way that it should be. Um, he is the creator and kind of the only writer, I think, of uh, Loserdom, which is an Irish scene that has recently released uh, its latest issue marking 20 years of the zine, which I think is fairly impressive. It's 25 issues, but anybody who's actually like made a zine or, you know, made something like to get to 25 is pretty good going down the years. So, yeah, we we kind of talk about that just, you know, kind of he took a break and, you know, whether keeping the name going after coming back from a hiatus and everything, whether it was uh did he did he think of calling it a new zine giving it a new look giving it a new identity or something he stuck with loserdom and yeah i think it's uh pretty fair going the new issue is great by the way um i've picked i've i only became aware of it maybe a couple of years ago um albert in plugged who is just you know he's just great at pushing all this stuff that people bring in and uh, they just kind of lay it at his at his counter. Him and uh, Albert and Jim, to be fair, um, you know, can can you sell this? Can I leave this here with you? And yeah, granted, you probably have to deal with you know a couple of comments. The amount of times Albert has shouted "indie schmindy" at me, uh, you know, I think it's definitely up into double digits pretty much every time that I go in now um but yeah he, he's kind of been key in just kind of saying oh look at the scene and he's I think he's friends with Anto and stuff so yeah I got losing him I think I started with issue 23 which I may have misplaced somewhere but issue 24 is um a, a kind of a zine's retrospective I, ret- retrospective I have all the zines around here somewhere where are they yeah so losing him Issue 23 is kind of the the first one that I got into. Um, it's about Cork's fanzine heyday. So anybody who doesn't know about fanzines or something, you should pop into Plugged and ask for this um, zine because uh, Loserdom number 23, because it gives you a good rundown. It goes, it has interviews with Morty, who created Sunny Days, a Scott Jim comic who like ran the um, umma. Gumma Rose comic shop and Chock-a-Block and created his own couple of zines and it's got various others so it's a good place to start um I got into it when you know I, I was really interested in the idea of zines uh when I did We Play Here which uh was only two issues so we kind of talk about that as well just the idea of you know outla- you know reaching issue number 25 when most other zines or ideas only last one two maybe even three issues so um Loserdom number 25, which you can uh, get from uh, Plugged and uh, the record shop that's up in Mother Jones at the weekend. And you can email uh, loserdomzine at gmail.com. It's got an interview with Un Bestia Incontrolable, raw punk from Barcelona. It's uh, got an interview with Graham Jones, an independent Irish filmmaker, and Alps rockin', rockin' punks from Balana. it's got other articles and stuff as well loads to sink your teeth into like i mean it's it's a really nicely put together and anto goes into depth about you know 
using recyclable paper and how he actually creates a zine. So anybody who's interested in that might uh, get something out of um, out of this. So that's the introduction because, but I think that you'll get a, a pretty good idea of. And so I headed over to his Gaffin uh, Yall, uh, which is about forty minutes outside Cork City, um, last week, and yeah, we just had a had a chat upstairs in his in his office, which has got a couple of shell like it's got floor to ceiling shelves which is you know that's what I want in my life you know every room with floor to ceiling shelves and he's got loads of records he gave me a slint record actually which was really nice of him and uh yeah he's got so many zines as well and as we say there's a zine archive up in Dublin called A4 Sounds which sounds like it's well worth checking out um and yeah so hopefully you enjoy the uh the podcast and the interview. Uh, he's a really nice guy. And anybody who has an idea for doing something like this, do it because it's really rewarding. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, thanks for sharing it, etc., etc. Uh, tweet me at TPOE blog and send me a message, the point of everything at gmail.com. And yeah, loserdomzine.com as well. Check that out if you want to. Um, see a couple of the early issues and other little things like that so yeah here's anto creator of loserdom zine talking to me right now you've just released uh issue number 25 of loserdom when you started it like 20 years ago were you like i'll do one or two issues it'll be grand see how it goes yeah yeah i i, I certainly never first first saw that i would be doing 20 years later i don't, I don't know what i I never, yeah. I suppose I. It seemed like a, um, a a relevant way to express yourself when when I started it. There was kind of a bit of a scene of uh, free sheets and zines in Dublin, and um, they were they were kind there were there was it was quite active, and I just kind of felt like it was a way that I could express myself and, uh, put stuff out there, and I I suppose it just kind of carried on from there. I kind of got more into it over the years. Like, I was just kind of rifling through your pile of 24 of the loserdoms. You're missing number three. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody has a copy, <laughs> you know, of loserdom number three. But, um, like, it started out as, like, issue number one, and you said the first couple of issues are just kind of, you know, just a couple of sheets together. Yeah, the first sheet, the first one, um, I used to go into Freebird Records on Dublin. It was on Eden Key at the time uh, in Dublin City near O'Connell Bridge. I used to buy secondhand tapes, and you can see all my tapes there. <laughs> but uh, but there used to be loads of free sheets on the counters, which were basically kind of free zines, but they were like f- just just an A4 sheet folded in half, so they were like four pages or sometimes they're eight pages. And there was there was React was one of them. That was kind of a newsletter, as kind of a punk newsletter. Uh, Gearhead Nation and Slanted Enchanted were the kind of the, and then Rejected was another one. And another one was called In Diablo. But it just kind of seemed like there was an active scene. And I, I, I first of all started picking these up and reading them. And I was quite in, opinionated about music and kind of things at the time. So I kind of thought I can I can join my two cents here and it'll yeah. be a way that I can get involved. What what age were you when you um, uh, made the I first sp- one? I suppose it was... You can show your age, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. it was, I think I must have been 
it must be 19, yeah. 19. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of 18 left, or 19 maybe. left your kind of brash uh, teenage years behind you sort of thing and you were like... Yeah, my, I suppose in a way I kind of got past the the angsty period. I still had a bit of the angst to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it just kind of like showing like, I can do what they're doing, you know, I, I know more about music than they do, sort of thing, uh, me against the world sort of mentality. Well, I didn't. I didn't think I was any better than them, but but I I thought I, my I suppose I I felt I had something to contribute. Um, I kind of was, yeah. I used to read a lot about music and stuff at the time, and and so like once you actually sat down and wrote it, were you like, oh, actually, you know, like did you find like, oh, actually, this is much harder than I thought it would be, or were the first like words that you wrote sort of like this is easy, I enjoy this. Um, we just kind of delved right in. We didn't. I didn't think it was a while before I kind of got a, a critical uh, self consciousness of the stuff I was writing. Um, actually, the the guy who wrote the Gearhead Gearhead Nation, uh, Derek, was one day he 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 gave me some advice to uh, to reread your your stuff a few days later <laughs> after you've written it. Yeah, 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 before you put it out, but. Uh, yeah, it was a while before I suppose I, I I got a bit I become more critical of, of what I was doing and um I suppose um what was it about them that you liked like the likes of Gearhead Nation and Slanted and Enchanted all Dublin zines as well are they Yeah 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 there there probably there would have been uh, zines in Cork at the time or but it, that was the, the the scene that I was around so um but uh yeah, it just it just the the Slant Enchanted one was was great because it was very varied. All the content was, it was kind of they had rave, they had punk, they had. Um, at the time that they used to write stuff about the internet, because the internet was just happening at the time. Oh, okay, back in like ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, yeah. So they were they were they were part of the the first internet people kind wow. of. Wow, writing about it in the zines. Yeah, what you yeah. won't find in the newspapers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you read? Um, many music magazines or was it kind of like did you get drawn to zines first uh, I, I was reading Enemy and Melody Maker for a good few years actually um, uh, they were the main ones I hadn't really got, got into underground music magazines just those two they were weekly newspapers at the time every Thursday I think they used to come out uh, and um, I used to get them and they used to they, they were they were mostly kind of for the Britpop bands but they used to co- kind of cover good bands as well but they, usually in the reviews they had a bit of an attitude about stuff and that that, that would kind of fueled some of my own opinions yeah because it, it seemed they were kind of against what I was into um it seems like they were like they that was their hey- heyday as well wasn't it like the early 90s sort uh, of thing like yeah, Enemy yeah it, was, it still would have been their heyday um I kind of left them then when I got into zines and I suppose later than that they I think they went into kind of glossy mag- mag- paper magazines then, and then they kind of combined maybe. Yeah, and you were just like, nah, it's because you were getting more into underground stuff. How did yeah. that? Ha- oh, I guess we should probably go back a little bit. So you grew up in Dublin. Yeah, was it? And so what was that like? Kind of how did you get into music and everything? Uh, well, I was, I was, and everything. As a, gr- as a grunge, <laughs> Easy, simple question. As a grunge kid. Uh, like I was into Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and stuff like that. Um, like at the time it was kind of happening. So yeah, 
And what what was um like were you getting into the Dublin music scene as well, or was that kind of uh not really present in your head at the time? I think I, w- I wanted to, but it it was well. I was still I wasn't really going into. I hadn't really gone to. I still wasn't really going to shows or anything. I was only. I was, I was too young to, and I didn't, I didn't have as many that many friends to go to shows with. That was kind of part of the alien, alien, yeah. alienation kind of thing. <laughs> that I, there was, you kind of feel like you're alone or something. Yeah, but it took a while to to be, be, get friends and stuff. And and so, like, did the zine kind of help with that? It sounds like it's definitely like a kind of a, a community type of vibe, like that you can still name all the people who are involved in it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose I, I start. I had started going to gigs on my own uh, at one stage, um, probably just before I started doing the zine. Um, so I, I think I, first of all, I was going to kind of big, big shows, and then I started going to more shows in like in the Olympia and the Mean Fiddler. Um, oh, the Mean Fiddler. Uh, and uh, I was used to go to some of those on my own. I remember one show I went to was Grant Hart. He was he was the drummer of Husker Du. Um, oh yeah, I remember yeah. going to that, and and as it turned out, a lot of the the people who I became friends with later were at the same show, but I didn't obviously know them then. But then after a while, I suppose after doing the zine, you kind of start meeting people, and you'd recognize the same people, and you kind of make friendship friendships with them. So was the zine just like you on your own, just kind of writing what you wanted? Yeah, well, my brother, my brother, of course, was it was me and my brother at the at the, at the start. He was doing kind of the drawings, and he he was still in school, so he used to kind of rant about not being allowed to, into kicks. So he kind of had this all ages kind of slant. Uh, like, did did it just continue from there? You did the first issue like four pages, and then you were like, "Yeah, I can do another one." Yeah, what happened was the second issue. Uh, this guy wrote to us. He 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 had been into. Uh, he picked it up in one of the record shops, and he wanted to do a split a split scene. Oh wow! Straight away. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. We we actually got we got we got mail nearly straight away, like post uh, in the door, and he he wanted to do a split scene. So we started working on that nearly straight away, and and the second issue was was much bigger. It was a split with his his zine, which was called Why Me, uh, another Irish one. Yeah, yeah. He was actually, he worked in a in a bank actually in in the village we're we're from. Oh, and right. uh, but he was into all kind of indie, he was more into indie music and independent music than punk. But um, he was the, on the very first issue. I uh, the address because I didn't put, I didn't put my name on it, but Eugene did. But I put my na- I just put A because I, I was too shy or something. But it was the original Losing Losers uh, at ter- our, our our address, and the, that was a, a reference to um, Sebado. Sebado, uh, which was Lou Barlow's band, you know, Lou, he was he was in Dinosaur Junior. Oh, okay, uh, but he he um, Sebado, they were they were kind of an indie band at the time, like like I suppose pave, pavement kind of period. Mm. So, but, but he he saw that reference and he 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 uh, picked up on it. And so did he? <laughs> he he sent you posts like to the. The Raging Loser Losers, is it? The original losing, The original Losing, losing losers. losers. Yeah. So that was what was on the on the envelope that he Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> as a postman, like, what the what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it was it was funny, yeah. But but uh, yes, yeah, so we just got started getting post and then we, we we started turning out the issues then for the first few months. We probably did about five issues in six months. 
Oh, okay. So that, like the first 10 issues of Newsroom happened, <laughs> happened in a very short period of time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Like you think, oh, I'll make this a monthly thing and then yeah, real yeah, life yeah, gets yeah. in the way. Yeah. Um, uh, what did I want to say? So like the the first issue, like you you kind of knew the idea of zines, like you had been into them for a couple of years and stuff. And so you knew that you kind of put the address on it and everything. Or were you just kind of like, let's just do this. Let's just do that. Uh, well, you had to put, it was, a, yeah, everyone put their address on them. Uh, then, but, but but yeah, I suppose a few months. But actually, at the same time, Eugene, my brother, he had called. There was another zine actually in our area. We were from Docky, by the way. Okay. In County Dublin, but anyway, so there was another zine in our area called Non Plastique, which was by uh, Willie from. Uh, he's now in um, Woven School. Oh, okay. Uh, Eugene actually called over to the house and he bought the zine and he got some advice off off him. And there was there was a draft that we did, and Eugene brought it down to Willie. And uh, w- the first issue I remember, uh, I had it typed out. Uh, it was like, but it was, it was supposed to be full. What, what people used to do was was type out an, an A4 page, and then it used to be reduced in the photocopier. But I had it all typed out like a, on a A5 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 size. Oh, okay. So he he said he he sent Eugene back up. <laughs> Eugene came up with, oh, you can, yeah, it's supposed to be whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. So he gave some advice as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, just it sounds like it was just very ad hoc. It was just kind of like... Yeah, definitely it was, yeah. Picking up a bit of information along the way. Um, I know you did, and I have it right here beside me, number 23 of Loserdom, you did kind of Cork's fanzine heyday. And oh, yeah. you just kind of go through... Um, uh, kind of all of them uh, no more plastic pitches and stuff was when you were in Dublin did you know all about these or is it just kind of like in hindsight you realised that you know that was Cork's fanzine heyday um, the, like did you know it up in Dublin at the time no but I suppose the the, the, the React one of the, the zines I was telling you about there it used to have addresses on on the back of it of all the different zines from all around the country and you, you would see addresses in different places and you'd go, oh, I'd, I'd love to get that cop, that zine or whatever. But you, you'd kind of be waiting for a new issue rather than sending off for them, or that's, that's the way we were back then. So we we, 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 we saw them listed, but we didn't, we never saw them. Um, But we, we did, we would have seen that there was zines in Cork, all right. But but that article was more after I'd moved here to, to you all, I suppose. You you just kind of got more into them, or you met the people behind them. Uh, well, I just wanted to investigate Cork's uh, zine history. Um, so I'd done a few zine history articles in Loserdoms. I think the first one was in number thirteen, and then after that, I did a few more. I was it was kind of an ongoing series of of zine, zine features. Uh, uh, on on Ireland, like different ones in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I must. I must look through number thirteen. So, yeah. Uh, it sounds like. I mean, it's almost hard for me to think now that you know we're so uh, ingrained with the internet and everything that there was this kind of different way of communicating or like finding out about different bands and ideas and everything like that. I mean, like, uh, like, how do you feel now about the internet and everything? Like, are you just kind of like it's the same idea. Or are you not really into the whole music blogs or music sites? Uh, 
Um, I know. I, I think it's it's all all, all grand. I, I don't say. Uh, <laughs> you don't like to look down your nose at any of them, or no, no, no. I don't um, you, like you, I can't. You obviously, you can't compete with a zine in terms of uh, the, the accessibility to people, or like as a, a website is accessible to everybody across the world. They just have to find the address and type it in. And the, the like that that level of distribution is 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 something that a zine can't achieve, and then the the immediacy as well, um, is is. No, I think they're at at this stage. I think they're 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 kind of, they're different. A zine is more contemplative these days. I think, whereas you can just kind of find out what's happening really, on your on your computer, yeah, or your phone or. Did you ever like try and um, transfer it over to the internet, Lizardum? I never did um, an e-zine, no, no, or a, a blog. I I did, I, I did do a web page, but that was more of a, an archive of the the Lizardum stuff. Oh, okay. Mm. So you can see all the Lizardums up online, or uh, the first ten issues, I think. Oh, okay. Or the first twelve issues, or something. Most of the content is up there. I think this, uh, the the stuff that we. Aren't too embarrassed by <laughs> <laughs> even some st- stuff we are embarrassed by, but um, yeah, but it's just kind of scans of of loserum lo- stuff. So you made the first five issues of the zine kind of in a very short, expansive time. What happened then? Was it just kind of like uh, enthusiasm start- wanes? Or? No, we just started slowing down a bit. Um, I suppose it, each issue took slightly longer uh, each time, but. Um, I say the first, yeah, up until issue, issue eight or nine, we were still churning them fairly regularly out. Issue ten was kind of slow, and then that that was when we we took the hiatus. Then after issue ten, because I had been getting into the the kind of personal zines, the the a lot of them were from America or from the UK. Um, they're more kind of writing style and. Uh, and I, I kind of, I kind of want, I kind of, f- slightly moved away from what what we were doing, which is more like the traditional zine, I suppose, like with intro, interviews, reviews. Uh, I wanted to kind of go that way, but it wasn't really. It, it was taking a while to get it together, so we were kind of going our separate ways a bit. Me and Eugene. Just uh, in terms of like, I don't want to write just about music anymore from your. Just uh, in in terms of the content, yeah, we were. I don't. We, yeah, just because like in the, in the um last couple of issues that I've picked up, it does seem like it's almost half, uh, maybe not half politics, but like you know, it's it's not eighty percent music sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, actually, we've always had that political aspect, I suppose. That's always been there, but but it was more like some of them the zines from the kind of like there was kind of tra- travel zines or kind of writing zines which which would have been more abstract i suppose the content um than uh the format i suppose that we that we that we've taken um were, did you like were you ever into sport or anything like that that you would have thought of doing a a um, football fanzine and is that where no no is that where the music fanzines came out, like which was kind of before the other, sport or music. Uh, well, there was originally science fiction fanzines. Science fiction fanzines. Yeah, oh. that's originally how how they came, which I think would have been in the nineteen 
fifties or something. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so the and the, 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 what happened was there was science fiction fans used to write magazines and they used to communicate to each other through their letters pages and they used to print their, their all that, that was all printed like the letters. And, and, and in in America, mostly I presume. Yeah, it? but there was there was there was a zine. The first Irish uh, zine was in the nineteen fifties as well. Wow, um, a science fiction one. Um, I, I I have I have it listed <laughs> somewhere. We don't have it, but uh, <laughs> but anyway. So so then, I suppose that then over the years there would have been kind of underground music magazines, probably in the seventies and stuff. But the the zine, as as we know it, or as I know it. Uh, kind of started with with punk, the punk rock mu- mu- movement in nineteen seventy six or seventy seven. Black Flag and all, all um, those type of bands are kind of Ramones. The Ramones, earlier. the Ramones in New York, they would have inspired the first uh, New York fanzine, which was called Punk Punk Magazine. Uh, um, and then the the one in in Britain was called Sniff and Glue. That was more Sniff and Glue. Yeah, that yeah. was more like a cut and paste zine, which. Um, um, and then the, the first Irish zine was in 1977, and it was called Ra- Raw Power. Would you write about? I did, yeah, yeah. At some stage, at some stage, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was written by one of the guys from the Radiator from Space, um, one of the early Irish punk bands. And does did the template kind of stay the same? Like, is it still kind of the same from those early days? Like, just kind of your own opinions about music? Yeah, I suppose it is. It is really, yeah, yeah. Like, do you see any difference between them now, or or are there enough that you can kind of compare back along? Um, you can see the you can certainly see the progression over the years. Like, I suppose these days when I'm writing something, that I, I I I put a lot of research in, and I I don't just put my opinion out there. But yeah. I, like, I try to I read up different things, and I try to form my own opinion. And I, and I, and I and I kind of want to when I'm writing something, I want people who know about that thing to to so people who are well known on the subject will either learn more or they'll, or they'll appreciate what I'm writing so it's not just a, a real basic opinion which which it probably would have been in those early scenes yeah. did you get much uh, blowback from those early ones so you know like people just uh, writing to you like what are you on about no no we no? never no, we never got any negative um, feedback over the years we, I think usually people well the reviews actually the reviews used to be a, a way you'd, people would express negative things but in general it's always been p- positive feedback I suppose the reviews would be like in the back of um, other zines yeah there was always uh, reviews there was always zine reviews uh, in in that was always a staple of zine zines during that that period I, I've kind of kept it going yeah 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 it's cool um w- would you have taken on board the criticism or yeah, sometimes, like kind sometimes. Of just about it. It depends on it depends what it was, I suppose. Depends on the zine that's saying it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maximum Rock and Roll now, the the big American magazine, punk punk magazine. That that that's kind of famous for its it's giving bad reviews. For giving its bad reviews. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you're 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 most likely to get a bad review from that rather than a good review. Is it still going? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a bad review last time. Oh wow! Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what did they say? Uh, there was some uh, in in one of the zines I reviewed. I, I see I couldn't get it over here, so I well it, it was more of a, a mini book than a zine, but I bought it via Amazon, 
and they they dissed me for winning on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, sometimes it just has to be done. Yeah, exactly. Like you leave, you live with the guilt still of using Amazon. Like every time that I'm forced to use Amazon, I'm like, I, ho- I hope nobody sees the postman delivering the yeah. Amazon box or something like that. So what happened after uh, issue 10? You just decided to take a, a hiatus like real real life uh, we, gets in the way. The two of us, um, we uh, actually in, in issue 15, I think, which was the 10 year issue, the one you were looking at earlier. There's there's a comic which kind of tells the story of the, of Lizardum, but it it was kind of like we we said we we had some some kind of a moment where it was like oh, we're not going to do Lizardum anymore, <laughs> me and Eugene, and uh, we both we both stopped doing Lizardum, but but we we continued on making zines. Um, he 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 did about five zines which were kind of arty kind of writing style zines, and I did my. Uh, zine which was called Promise Me Skies um, in in the same period so we did those kind of personal zines even though the f- funny thing was we stopped doing Lizardum because we were I think it was maybe it was Lizardum that was restraining us but Lizardum was kind of like a punk zine and then we wanted to do more kind of writing kind of personal types stuff and we went we, we went our separate ways for a few years <laughs> in the side project <laughs> yeah and then we came back then with, with issue 11 and did a few years. I think there was a good maybe four years or there was a yeah. bit of a gap. And like, I mean, going for twenty years and like a big gap of four years in between that, and there's a big gap between issue twenty three and twenty two. I think as well is there. Uh, twenty three to twenty four. That was 20. when Oshin was born. Yeah. Like, uh, did you consider? I'll just make it. You know, I won't call it loserdom, sort of thing. Or is are you always going to use? That name sort of thing. Yeah, we, we just me and Eugene after we got back together and we we had this thing where we, we want to get as many numbers as we can, like we want to get our numbers up. Oh, okay, right, yeah. So we said, no matter what zine we do from now on, it'll always be looser. <laughs> you want to hit a hundred? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, like w- even back then, like hitting issue ten, was it just you were easily outlasting most other zines? Um, it seems like so many of them, like even we play here, is you know two issues and that's it. And it yeah, seems like most of them. Yeah, are. well, I suppose at that period, um, zines were still co- coming out all right. Um, yeah, the, there's probably fewer zines that that made it to issue ten. Um, Nosebleed was 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 on was going then, and that that lasted until issue twenty two, I think. Or, 3 maybe that was probably the one to look up to at the time and of course Gearhead Nation went until issue 40 oh really but that was it was a newsletter kind of a zine and so um, as you were getting more into them both creating Loserdom and uh, like getting more sent to you or picking up more of the Irish ones were you getting more into the Irish scene then as well uh, music wise uh, well, I suppose we we were at that stage we were we were ingrained in the scene, um. We, so we we became involved in the the Hope Collective, um, which was um, the previously had been known as the Hope Promotions, but Hope the Hope Collective, uh, would have put on all the the DIY bands in in Dublin at the time. In Dublin, there was kind of a, a split in the punk scene. There was the kind of spiky punks. 
and then there was the kind of the hope gigs, which were more kind of independent, um, not not straight ahead punk, just more independent bands. Uh, when was that? Like late nineties. Ninety. It would. It was going on for a good few years, but when we came involved, it was the split was happening. So probably until the the end of the nineties, the split was there. What was it? Was it just like a different style, or was it like antagonism from one towards the other? Yeah, there was antagonism from the 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 the, the, the spiky punks, I suppose. <laughs> Living up to their name. <laughs> and which one were you? I was with the Hope crowd. Oh right. Yeah, okay. but, but we used to we used to go to the other gigs though. Um, I remember one time there was a there was a gig that came out called PVC Paranoid Visions Continued, and it it had a rant in it about lo- loserdom, and it said <laughs> that that we don't go to support their gigs, but I actually bought it. I went to the gig, and I bought it off your man at the gig. That's the first time it, his zine came out, and I was I was reading it at the gig, and and he was there at the gig, <laughs> so I, I obviously proved him wrong. But um, um. Yeah, that was that. There was just this kind of a fake um, split in the in the Dublin scene at the time. I don't know if you see that nowadays. People always talk about different scenes, you know, like even the Cork scene or the the Dublin scene and stuff. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just not paying that much attention to it. But it just doesn't seem like they're you know everyone is just kind of getting on with their thing. No one is like, oh, what are they doing? Yeah, no. It, it was just a. It was brief enough period. It kind of. I think Gearhead Nation, the, the that kind of kept it going a bit. That was on, that was kind of on the hope side, but he 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 was a bit dismissive of the 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 other scene, the, the spiky punk scene, and I, I think that probably created a bit of resentment. Um, and then when he he went, he moved to France, and maybe it kind of fizzled out after he left, <laughs> because Niall Niall McGurk, who was the the main. The original Hope person, he was he was always friends with Deco, who was Deco from Paranoid Visions, uh, who would have been keeping it going. The, he, the, the Deco was, and the Paranoid Visions and Strict Nine DC were the spiky crowd, and then the, all the people who were kind of went to those gigs, and then there was the Hope crowd, but Deco and Niall were, were all his friends down the years, so. Yeah, I th- I think maybe maybe you should do like the the history of uh, split scenes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, It'd be tricky though, tricky terrain. <laughs> <laughs> Make a lot of enemies. Yeah, yeah. So, like anybody who's listening, um, if they want to like see these zines, like um, uh, Gearhead Nation and Loserdom and stuff, is is there somewhere on like is Gearhead Nation online or is it just no. like? Like there's a zine archive up in up in Dublin. Yeah, the zine archive in Dublin would, is probably the only place you can access Gearhead Nation and probably most of the Irish zines. The in there's a warehouse on near Dorset Street called A Four Sounds. It's like an art art space, and they have a zine archive there. Maybe you should open your your house <laughs> as well to everyone. Yeah, I can uh, welcome them. People are welcome to. <laughs> yeah, because we're sitting in Anto's room and. Uh, is just shelves of records and shelves of zines upon zines upon zines. Like, did did you collect them straight away? Like you were like, I'm not throwing any of these out. Um, I I did actually have a purge at one stage, which I regret now. I think I had nearly every issue of Gearhead Nation. Well, from from the period I got into it, I had every one, 
and at some stage I I I, I purged some of them. Uh, but I, I do. I, um, yeah, but I, I suppose I've always I've always found it hard to throw things out. <laughs> That's the thing with that. Like, would you call yourself a hoarder, or would you just call yourself a music fan? And is there any difference between them? Um. Um. Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, just talk us through the process of actually making a zine. How do you make it? Like the new issue of Loserdom. Uh, we usually, usually after I I get an issue done, I I kind of take a bit of time out, kind of, and I try to get re re inspired, maybe or, um, and I kind of get ideas. Maybe I I have ideas for articles or interviews or something and I kind of for what I might be thinking about them or I'm, I'm, I'm make little lists of stuff and then after a while I just gradually start work building on them and doing research and working them up you don't sit down and think like okay loser room 25 is going to be about this this and this it's kind of like what comes over like a couple of months yeah 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 it, it, I suppose the uh, yeah, basically, yeah, the the it just kind of comes together, and some issue, some like for some issues, I might have wanted to do an interview with somebody, but maybe they never got back to me, so that that kind of goes by the wayside. So you just kind of carry on with an, with what what you have, and just like putting it, actually putting it together. Then is it? Uh, well, I I do all the I I type it all up on my laptop uh, or. A, which usually downstairs, and then I come up in the the. Eventually, I come up here into the office, but it, but I would I I kind of type away on it and do research and kind of try to perfect the articles or the interviews or whatever, and then eventually I come up here into my office and and do the layout on my clunky PC <laughs> that isn't connected to the internet. Yeah, no distractions. Uh and like, is that what you would say to people? Like, you know, it's not difficult to like get a trial version of of like adobe or something and you can sign up to indesign you can try it yourself for a month or something like that or or is there uh i like i just did a, a google of just you know make your own zine and stuff and some people say you can do it on word and i was like i don't have microsoft word i have the you know the open office version oh, and yeah. it's like oh, it does it doesn't have the same options I don't yeah know. well well i suppose that the well, you you can do the certainly do the cut and paste style on Word, which was a, which was what a lot of people do and did and still still do, which would just be like you you print out your block of text and then you you paste it onto the page and you cut out a, a picture and you paste on your picture. Oh right, as in physically do all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of people still make a physical original, um, and they photocopy off that. Um, <clears throat> I think. Mo- a lot of the zines even still do that, but I do. I, do, I make a, a digital P, a PDF uh, original, and I photocopy off the PDF. But but there is um, open source, um, like in a Linux version of Adobe InDesigner oh. or PageMaker or Quark or whatever, which if you if you if you which you can get for free. If you're so inclined, yeah. And so, like, even printing it out and stuff, do you uh, do you just print it here and kind of put it together, or no? I get it done in in Reeds in Dublin, the photocopy shop, 
read the Nassau Street. So you like print out the, the PDFs? I I I, I go up my, with my USB key. I have to, to file as far as I know. It's it's it's, it's as finished as there, as it's ever going to be. I, I bring it up on a USB key. The twenty like the fifty or so pages is it? Uh yeah yeah fifty six the new one was. The, so I'd, I'd bring that up and I I what I do is I I, I so I use recycled paper. So I I buy my paper separately in a recycled paper sh- place up in Dublin. Cutley paper on the North Circular Road, and I I bring that to the to Reeds, and um, you can plug your USB key into the into the, the machine or into the photocopier or into the they have a little computers part, and you just start shooting them out then, and then I because I I I would I could get it stapled with the machine, but I I I bind it with the twine so I bring it home and bind it or oh, okay it's a good bit of work like isn't it yeah the the, logi- the logistics part is is bit 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 of work uh do you think that that would be what would put people off like you would think you know having so much software on the computer that more people might be doing it but it seems like there's fewer people doing it yeah yeah i don't know the, there's that ex- aspect um Maybe sticking with sticking with a project and seeing it through is is a challenge for people. Yeah. Um. Is it because I suppose I I'm kind of in the the habit of doing it or a bit of a routine, even if it's not not that not as regular as I want it to be. But it is kind of a a creative process for me, or a, that I that I'm already in, and I just so maybe it's hard. People have to. If they haven't found it, or if you, if you know what I mean, mm. like uh, you, it you treat it as your creative outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'd I'd like to get back into it, but uh, it just seems like every like even just looking through it, I'm like, how does like how do you just make this page go onto that page, and how does it all work? I'm still. Uh, it feels like. Uh, you know, I just don't understand it. I don't know if I'll ever understand it. <laughs> um, so, so what about? Uh, I won't keep you too much longer. Um, uh, what about the Irish scenes at the moment? Like, there's Loserdom. Like, there's another couple down the years. Is is there still the sense of a zine scene? Um, the zine scene is definitely diminished, I suppose. Um, but. It, but at the same time, there is there is still Irish uh, zines coming out. Um, there was a few recently. Can I just get, get hold of that one yep. again? There's, uh, this one? there's one. There's one in a Dublin-based one called The Runt, which is kind of a kind of a short story and kind of a more of a writing style one. Uh, there's one called Hope, which was actually by Niall Hope, who I mentioned Hope earlier. Collective. He he he's kind of doing that one. Uh, the Parish Punk is is um like a punk newsletter for the whole whole of Ireland with news about gigs. Um, basically, you can you can pick up Loserdom number twenty five and like, or just pick up any issue of Loserdom and you can see in the back just other scenes. Yeah, that was that your 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 magazine around. Yeah, that was like play here. I don't know that that seems like 
four, like three or four years ago now, you know, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's like, almost forget about it. Very Im- impressive production. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed the process and everything, um, but uh, yeah, you do just need that recovery time as well, don't yeah, you? Do you still have copies available? Yeah. I have boxes upon <laughs> boxes, like you probably there know. You can yourself. Always try to shift them. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, <laughs> I like when I move house, you know, just lugging them and just being, you know, kind yeah, of weighed yeah, yeah. down by them. Yeah. Just this is my, my anchor to. <laughs> we should we should definitely put some back into plugs because they've, 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 I think they're all out and plugged. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I must, uh, I must do that. Yeah, Albert, like, that's it, isn't it? It's just kind of word of mouth. It's basically like drop them into a record shop and, like, they will do the promotion for you they will do the word of mouth like yeah well they're, they're there in the corner anyway so people, if people are in, in, interested it's great they have a space for for zines and yeah but some record shops didn't they, they there isn't actually a physical space for them but they and plugged they do yeah plugged is uh one of the good ones yeah yeah um just quickly uh tell me about the um oh what's it called the the circa 91 that you're involved with. Oh yeah, the exhibition, yeah. Yeah, that that was an exhibition that happened um during the summer and it was um to celebrate the it was it, it was the 25th year anniversary of when Nirvana and Sonic Youth played in Sir Henry's, which has kind of become a legendary gig in Cork. Were, were you at the gig? No. <laughs> no, I was in Dublin at the time. I was still in school, primary school or something. Or no, secondary school. But um uh so it's become a legendary gig in Cork as um, uh, the music, underground music culture, I suppose. And it was uh, 25 years during the summer. So they the kind of, the, this lady called Siobhan Bardsley, she, she she came up with the idea to celebrate it by having um, a fanzine exhibition in the Central Library and various events. There was um uh, exhibition of of the Ed Sir's photograph of Nirvana, um, from the gig, there was supposed to be three, but there's only one, only one actually. It's kind of Kurt Cobain kind of kicking his leg up in the air, isn't it? Uh, there was one of him kind of rocking. Um, have you seen it? It's stuck up on the a toilet, the, the public toilet thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and then there was a gig as well, and there was um, I think one or two other events part of it and we we made the, the, the zine for it too uh, How long did you uh, work on the zine and was it kind of different to working on Loserdom it seems like it was because there was quite a lot of uh, contributions contributors. yeah there was quite a it was quite a, quite a different for me because I was I I wasn't as um, well Siobhan was coordinating it and Fiona uh, O'Malley was did the the, the, the design so I was kind of the editor but I, uh, but um, I, I wasn't as much involved as I normally am in in scenes. So the the content was coming in, and I I would kind of read it and go, oh yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah, we'll put that in. And then uh, Fiona would Fiona did the layout, then so we were we were kind of a team, I suppose. So it was it was nice to be in a a, t- a team working yeah. on it. It's good and it's great that it kind of gathers everything together in one place. Hmm. And uh, and yeah, um. Like Colm O'Callaghan is in there as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a really nice piece in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you read the Blackpool Sentinel? No. His his website. Oh right. It's uh I don't know I think it's it's probably the best music writing 
in Ireland at the moment. It's very, it's quite nostalgic in terms mm. of like you know, it's him going to a gig in ninety one or ninety four oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But um, uh, he writes really long posts and like they're they're usually brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. I think that I'd like to do more of that. But mm. uh, actually, committing that much time to writing, you know, like a two two thousand word piece or however long they are, it's. It's quite a lot of effort, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, no I, I really liked his piece, so I'll definitely check out the yeah the, the blog. Yeah, it's not it's not updated um, like every day or every week, mm. but once there's a new post there, you're kind of like, oh, looking really looking forward to read it. Yeah, and I guess that that's kind of I don't know if we'll see more of that sort of thing. I certainly hope that we won't see more nostalgic type pieces. Mm. You know. Because, like, I know that the Nirvana thing, I feel like now that it's 25 years, I think that we can we can kind of park that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm kind of yeah, like... Yeah, I was a little bit afraid of the the nostalgia aspect and, and not um not having it be relevant to today, like, that, that there's so much going on today with bands or whatever. I was, I was afraid that glorifying a period from the past might be take over. But, um... But I think there's one or two pieces in there that are a bit nostalgic. But I think the zine itself is. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it stands like on its own. Yeah, yeah. Its own merits and everything. But I'd be happy now if like I don't hear about that gig again until at the very earliest, like the thirtieth, the thirtieth anniversary, yeah. anniversary, maybe even the fiftieth. Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah, definitely yeah. let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so are you hard at work now on issue number twenty six of Ludzadum? No, no. At the moment, I'm. I'm actually. I'm at the moment. I'm going to a very productive phase of um, uh, sending scenes out in the mail and doing trades I'm doing trades at the moment with a, a fair few zines that I've um, there's, a, there's a zine from America called um, Xerography Debt and it's a zine review zine what's it called? Uh, Xerox, like Xerox but it's Xerography oh, okay. Debt oh okay right yeah um, and it's, um, it's it reviews other zines from all around the world and it lists them, and then you can if you if you read the review, you like the review, you can whatever contact the person by email and see if they're up for doing a trade. So at the moment, I'm doing, I'm sometimes I'm I'm desperate at, at making contact, but at the moment I'm going through a productive period. <laughs> so I'm I'm doing trades at the moment. Uh, I've sent off a few, good few zines in the mail, so I'm expecting a, a few uh, zines back in return. Cool. That's the thing as well, isn't it? It's just like uh, emailing and stuff takes time as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes up too much time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can pick up Loserdom. I know Unplugged. Uh, where else? Uh, you can also it? get it in the the Pistol and Boo record stall at the at the um, Mother John's Flea Market in Cork. Um, there's a bookshop here in Yall that sells it called um, Alan Prim's Books. And there's a few places in Dublin you can get a, a Freebird Records, Connolly Books and The Winding Stair. And they can email you as well. Oh, and yeah, ask for a copy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loserdom uh, zine at gmail.com. Loserdom zine at gmail.com. Cool. Anto, it was class talking to you. And uh yeah, good luck with the with the trading <laughs> anyway. And then eventually number 26, 27, yeah. and number 41, beat, <laughs> beating Gearhead Gearhead Nation. Yeah. yeah the, I don't know, is that the goal? But Yeah, well, I suppose that, that was a newsletter, so it'd be hard to Forty-one. It'll take me a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a couple of four-page sheets again. You know, go back to the early days. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks right. a lot for Thanks chatting. Thanks for being on those, Prince.